Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue, or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Cause if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, cause everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we start a kook cast. Cause the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> So bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. Along with Coach Evan, we started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. Well, I went digging for this episode. We recorded it back in summer of 2022 because the topic came up recently and... Well, if you've heard this piece of advice once, chances are you've heard it many times. Never turn your back on the ocean. However, in this episode, Coach Ev and myself are putting our own little spin on that age-old advice, and it's in reference to how you catch waves. You see, when we recorded this, we were realizing that we never just turn our back to a wave to catch it. When you turn your back to a wave, the view of it over your shoulder and behind you is severely compromised, and for some people with stiff necks, it's impossible. So tune in, learn more, but first, I want to give a big shout out to a listener and friend of the Surf Continuum, Big Stevie, for his response to last week's episode and opening the Get a New Wetsuit for Georgia account with a starting balance of $50. He's a big dude, so none of his wetsuits were going to work for little Georgia, but he wasn't going to let that stop him from helping out. So instead of sending Georgia some old used wetsuit, we're going to raise some funds to buy her a freshie that fits just right. Appreciate you kicking it off, Stevie. If anyone else wants to donate to get Georgia a new wetsuit, hit us up via email, info at thesurfcontinuum.com. Let's go. All right. Yeah, this this is an important one. This is like that that one of the first little lessons in in dealing with the ocean that, that we learned, you know, and that everybody hears is just don't turn your back on the ocean. And then we're realizing that um, all these, you know, all of, a lot of our students are turning their back to the ocean for way too long and, and not able to actually, you know, and then we keep telling them, look at the wave, look at the wave, look at the wave, and it's like impossible to do. And we, we don't do that. We don't set it up the way that they're setting it up. Right. I think it's kind of a symptom of learning to surf with an instructor. It's, it's one of the ways we're learning how to improve ourselves as coaches, instructors, is not letting people depend on us so much to set up a wave. Don't verbalize if it's a good wave or a bad wave or, or do so, but with them, you know, like now, like I, I, I'm being mindful of this stuff when they're sitting and turning. I'm like, look with me, look at the wave so we can together judge like, oh, no, this one's fallen flat. It's not actually a good wave to paddle, but now I'm, I'm more conscientious to instruct them to look at the wave with me and judge it with me so they understand why we're not going for this wave after all when I initially said, oh, let's start setting this one up. Let's turn. This one looks good. Um, because, yeah, I, I, you know, as we'll get into the details deeper of this topic, um, I realized, like, I, only just this year, I would say, like how we, you know, taught people how to surf and go for waves and did a lot of the work, did a lot of the looking, you know, right. and they were paddling for a wave, basically back to the ocean, looking at the beach, 
you're trying to look over the shoulder. I, I definitely was telling people to look at the wave, but then realizing like, wait a minute, I, that's not how I look at waves. I don't turn my back to a wave and then look over my shoulder behind me out of the corner of my eye. I think I remember doing it with somebody, like setting it up with them and being like, this is awkward. Like, I, how, how come it's never like this for me? <laughs> you know, so why are they doing it? And why am I telling them to do this? Right. Um, that's that's yeah, the big like, revelation there. Is, is yeah, exactly. Watching our watching videos of ourselves set up waves and how we're always, you know, moving and and shaking instead of just choosing a wave, turning around and and paddling towards the beach. Right. And then it's a guess when you do it that way. If you're just paddling to the beach, you're kind of for one. Like even if you try and look at the wave, you still have to half guess what's going on back there because you know, um, you can't really see it that well, how it's developing, what it's doing, the timing of it closing in on you. Um, and that's why I was just, I, I would be so surprised by people who would keep paddling for waves that were clearly pitching and getting ready to break on them. And there they are, just do do do, I'm still paddling for this wave, you know, and it's like, oh my God, stop. I, you know, at some points you can't even say stop because it's too late, like they're doing it. Yeah, um, and we're trying to like, we're trying to hold our, you know lock into our our board and lock into our core and then now we're and now we're trying to you know crane our neck or be like an owl and look over the our shoulder and it's like it's really easy to get disorientated in in that fashion you know it's just like mm -hmm. you're going that way you're looking backwards you're trying right. to stay centered and and level on your board and keep a good pace in your paddling and all that kind of stuff and now we're realizing that it's it's kind of an impossible task impossible ask to do it like that and that they need to start mirroring the way that we're setting up waves um, which we'll get into right now. Yeah, I mean, you started hinting at it before, which is just like the realization as we set up with them, like you don't, we don't turn our backs on waves and how hard that is, is that we paddle for waves on lateral approaches, horizontal or parallel to the beach approaches, or mm -hmm. I should say parallel to the line of the wave. Yeah. Um, you know, because depending upon your setup or the way the wave angle is hitting uh, relative to the beach, it might not be parallel to the beach, but it's certainly parallel to the wave. Uh, and if not, facing the wave to some degree. So, you know, basically the realization that we never turn our back to the wave and paddle, or not until the very last moment when the wave is reaching, kind of opened the world up for our students to be like, oh, you shouldn't do that either. You need to see the wave as you paddle for it. So. And, and you're rarely in the spot to just turn your back to the wave and start paddling for it. You can always improve your position, whether it's a little deeper or a little wider or to go outside and meet it. Um, but any one of those approaches, going deeper or wider or out towards it, and a combination of those, lets you see the wave so much easier. Yeah. Now the wave is over your right shoulder or your left shoulder, like at a 90 degrees rather than 180 degrees behind you. Right. Um, so the big that was the big realization, like, don't see a wave that you think you like and turn around 180 degrees and start paddling towards the beach for it right. or squared up with the wave. Um, yeah, just <laughs> just like coach was saying, there's just almost there's all almost always a, a little bit of time for you to better better your positioning on that approaching line. Um, this is, always goes back to surfing fundamentals. The way we're able to 
have all that time and turn at the last minute is because our sitting turns and our prone turns and our transitionings from all those maneuvers to paddling are seamless. That's why we're able to do that and you won't be mm. able to do that if if those things aren't in place beforehand. But that's just the thing is like, we're almost always coaching our students. Okay, let's move towards, let's, let's start moving towards the peak or let's start going towards it sooner than later. Um, and now we're realizing that this is really like you have to do, you know, it's usually one of those three things, those first three things. And then let's cover. Then I was thinking about when there's a wave approaching and it's kind of small or backing off or it's an insider and you do need to position yourself or, or adjust your timing by getting in closer towards the beach. But even in this even in this circumstance, we're moving at a slight angle, so right. we we just can keep our eye on that wave a little bit better. And you know, we're we're kind of discounting the fact that we're just really good at seeing a line and then seeing that special little something in it or that zone that's more developed and we start moving towards it. Whereas they look at it and it's just one big line and they're like, oh, let me let me start moving in and maybe towards the shoulder whereas we're like oh we're always moving in and deeper on the peak mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and doing a fading setup or fading takeoff whereas they're they're really not able to do that quite yet right but they're not even going to develop the ability to do that as long as you continue to just turn around and paddle for the wave with your back towards it you know, because the way we learned to do this, it wasn't, it's not like an innate skill. It's something we learned over time by starting to paddle for waves on any approach other than back squared up to it. Yeah. You know, and just keeping your eye on it. Like you said, if you're moving inside, if we sense that, oh, this is a good one, but it's an insider and we got to get in there before it gets there you know, we're doing so in a way that's on that angle so we can keep our eye on it without having to look a hundred, like owl style behind our back. And then, so the key is here, I feel like people would be like, okay, so if you're always on an angle, how do you ultimately catch the wave? Well, you do have to eventually square up the wave. You do get that wave dead behind you, but only after you've improved your position to a point where now, when the wave is on you, you're at a you're in a place relative to it that it's pitching or cresting and it's really getting close to that point of breaking, mm -hmm. and that's where that effortless catch comes from. You know, the effort of catching a wave is really going into positioning it or yourself before it, so that as it's on you, you almost pull back. You know, it's. Ideally for me, there's obviously some waves where you can sense they're a good one and you're a little out of position, so you dig a little bit to get it. Mm -hmm. But ideally, you do the hard work before so that once you're in position and the wave's there, you, you don't have to work that hard to get it. Right. Um, but that's the moment you square it up is right as it's bearing down on you. And when it's that close to you, then you can see it down the line to the left and down the line to the right. You can see the, the, the shoulder stretching off and tapering down you know, to your left, not behind you, because it's really not behind you anymore. It's on you. It's under you, really. Yeah. You know, and like that's how long we were waiting to square up the wave. But up and only up until that point, are we're like paddling on some other vector, some other angle to improve our position and be able to watch the wave, watch the wave, watch the wave. So even if you just you think you saw that it was good and you turned out to be wrong. 
if you saw it, if you were approaching what you thought was the developing peak that didn't develop after all, now that's gone in your eyes and into your brain. You know, now that's been like archived and cataloged as when the wave looks like that, it didn't actually do it. Yes. You know? And so you have something to refer to. And it might not be a lesson learned right in that moment, but it's the beginning of that lesson being learned, you know? And over the years and years of surfing, you start to develop the eye for that special quality in a wave that's indiscernible to beginners and, and people who've been surfing only just a little bit or people who've been surfing for years and years and turning their back on the wave every time they go for one. You know, um, you'll start to, to see that, that little something, even when it's not the cresting lip, when it's like the bottom falling out or the way it's, the, and you get to know your spot too. I think each particular spot has little qualities about the waves that break there that you start picking up on, little patterns that you can tap into and use to catch waves better. Um, but again, it, it never happens for you if you're constantly just turning around and paddling and towards the beach arbitrarily, you know, and, and it does work sometimes. That's what perpetuates the problem for people. Right. You know, they just keep rolling the dice, rolling the dice, and every once in a while they hit the winning numbers, you know, and they catch right. the wave. But if you want to be able to catch waves with intention, it's got to be by looking at the wave. And you have to miss waves with intention so to speak, you know, like miss a wave and see like, oh, okay, I guess what I thought I saw wasn't right, you know, and hopefully in the future that develops the, the eye to, to be able to see that quality in a wave that isn't good. Absolutely. And that's, that's right into our third point. That is our third point is just sniff out more waves. Go and start making your way over to that little wave or start making your way to the inside or, you know, again, a lot of the times we're having to go out two ways, you know? So like you gotta, you gotta start setting these waves up with, with more, what is it? Like just, you just gotta go, go and do it. And a lot of the times it needs to be with more of an urgency because you don't have that time. And, and all these little things that you do beforehand are gonna allow you to, to be a little bit more calm when when the wave is on top of you um but then just not you know tuning this out of you of okay i see a wave i'm turning around and i'm going it's it's right. more of this kind of like oh 50 50 this might end up being a wave or it's and and a lot of the time it's not going to be a wave and a lot of the time there's going to be somebody else who's in a better position for it so just start moving over towards it and then things change very quickly that person who was in the better spot pokes the nose and and digs the nose in there and sit up and pull back on the wave and or the wave actually hits the bottom and stands up for you and and not for them and all these mm -hmm. little things come into come into play right Right, right. I, I feel like what you the word or the phrase you were looking for is like start approaching these waves, yes, with urgency and like early curiosity, you know, to like see what happens, but also with this mindset of like it might not pan out. Like it, right. it, in fact it probably won't, you know. But like I always like to say it's like opportunities in life. Like you don't just let them go by because you're sitting there assuming like, nah, it probably won't work. That person's a better f candidate for the job or this is such and such a deal or no, that's probably what's gonna happen. No, you do everything you can in your power 
to make it work out. And then if the ocean doesn't let it happen or the other person gets waved, then so be it. Like that's that's the way it pans. You, you did everything you could. Right. But a lot of situations work out for you when you set it up with this willingness to accept that it might not. You know, like so and that's why so many surfers are like like especially good surfers are going for waves and you don't realize it. You know, like they're paddling around and going for these, like getting into position and then sitting up on their board and deciding not to go for that wave. Because when they finally do go for a wave, they've positioned themselves so well and it looks so easy and effortless and like they never even tried for a wave until that moment, but really they were sniffing out all these other waves. Yeah, really good point. And and there's actually some great videos that that we just uploaded, you know, just, just the angling of the takeoff. I know that you hit on this a lot. Um, you know, just being more at a parallel angle to the approaching wave so that you can see it and start looking down the line. And then the other one that comes to mind is Coach Ev's left-hander. The whole setting up of that wave, it you really nail the clip because it shows the whole setting up of the wave and me going deeper and then turning in the, at only only one second of that whole situation right. is my back actually towards the wave it goes from my right shoulder being towards the the incoming wave to my back being to it for one second and then now my left shoulder is up against the wave right 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 and that's and i don't now and now that i think about it like your back really is never at the wave because when you square up with it it's under you like you can yeah. look down and see the wave actually you right, know and like right. left of you and right of you is the line stretching out so Essentially, you've never turned your back on the wave because all the time it's closing in on you, you're at a parallel, and maybe as it's getting close, you, you know your timing, your board, and your ability to turn it. So you're, you know, you're setting up that prone turn in a way that's going to be squared up with the line just in time as it's lifting you up. And that, that's the other thing. Like a wave, you don't catch a wave the moment it touches you. There's still more work to be done as you rise up the face. So like you can afford to be slightly still on your approaching angle as it's getting to you and continue that prone turn, you know? And in as some cases, you. Yeah. right, as it's lifting you. And in some cases, I've been on like a bigger board or over judged my timing and turn and realized like, oh, I can't finish this turn prone and sat up and finished it off in a sitting turn, laid back down and continued catching the wave. Right. All while the wave was right there lifting me up, you know? Like this, uh, this style of approaching waves and catching them is gonna make you realize how much more time you really do have to keep paddling and catch the wave really effectively. Absolutely. Good one, Coach. This is gonna this is gonna help a lot of peeps, especially I think if you're if you go and check out those videos at the same time, you know, go yeah, yeah. listen listen to this and and be watching these videos, and then you can really have a good vis visualization of what's what we're talking about here, peeps. Thanks for tuning uh, yeah. in. Hell yeah, I think this is revelation status episode. You know, like big time, how to see waves. <laughs> right on, Coach. Good one. Yeah.